Well, hello everybody. Welcome to Under the Stained Glass. It's the podcast where we take a look at what we talked about in church this last Sunday and approach it again from a family angle. I'm Pastor Chris here at Magnolia Park United Methodist Church in Burbank, and I'm here with our family and children's director, Ms. Whitney. Hi, everyone. And this week we started a new series called Bookish, where we're beginning to discuss just how important it is for Christians to take the measure of all of our opinions and all the things that we do by Scripture, to really make sure that Scripture becomes part of the way that we measure our actions or what we're going to do. A lot of times Scripture can begin to seem kind of remote. Right. You know, like it just doesn't really uh, have any effect on our day-to-day living. Right, right. Except in the most, I guess, you know, obvious ways. But Scripture really is meant to be that measure by which we we kind of charge everything, our course. We talked about John Wesley this past week. This is what he said. He said he wanted to know one thing, the way to heaven, and how to land safe on that happy shore. He said, God himself has condescended to teach the way. For this very end, he came from heaven, and he has written it down in a book. Yeah. So that was Wesley's point of view of uh, the, the, the course that Scripture should chart for us, that mm-hmm. it's actually the, the very way to heaven. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I like how he says that. I want to know the way to heaven. And obviously we know the way to heaven is through Jesus. Mm-hmm. And understanding that the Bible is really the character of God and the story of Jesus you know, the the Old Testament being the lead up to Jesus and then Jesus in the New Testament and what comes next in our own lives based on Jesus is really a great way to look at that because we have a whole book written down about Jesus and how it mm. is he is the way yeah. to heaven and how, how we perceive that, how we understand him and understand what he told us, what he taught us, what he did for us is really our guide to that place, to that ultimate goal, like Wesley said. I love that. Yeah, and sometimes it's super explicit as to what the Bible says about getting to heaven or eternal life. Sometimes it's not so specific. That's right. But it is about a way of of life and a way of living, right? Yeah, and that's really the important thing is we know, you know, that framework of how you are saved, how you get to heaven is to accept Jesus as your savior, to understand that he died for your sins. Well, what does that mean to understand that fully? It doesn't explicitly tell you that, you know, that understanding, that acceptance, what that means in your life, but it does lay that framework down. So, so you have that basis. Well, what does that look like? Yeah. And that's really where you have to look into that Bible, where you have to examine it to find that happy shore and to get to that place like John Wesley said. So how much do you think we should bring this up with kids? Is it, is it something that we should be reminding them every day that our ultimate goal is to get to heaven? Well, I mean, you certainly could. I think I think that's a good basis is for them to know how you get to heaven. I know in Sunday school, we often talk about that. I know that our, our kids are very familiar with that topic as we teach it here at Magnolia Park. But yeah, I think I think that's a good basis. I mean, you don't want to keep them so heaven focused that they, they forget mm-hmm. about the day to day life here and how they work out that here and now on earth. But yeah, definitely you have to tell them what that means, how we get to heaven 
person. You have to help them to understand, you know, what that looks like in their life from a young age, but also as they grow, how that really informs who they are. Because, like you said, it's not explicitly written down, you know, completely. There's some places where it's not, but in, and there is that framework there, but you have to help them to understand how they work that out and how, how they work out salvation for themselves and what that looks like in their own lives around their friends and their day to day. Yeah. And what it means, because mm -hmm. it's obviously when you get thinking about it more, eternal life and heaven is not only a place that's far, far away, but it's right here. Right. When Jesus said in John 17, he says that he's come that he might give eternal life to all, all of you. And he says, now this is eternal life. He defines it. He says that they know you, the only true God right. and Jesus Christ, whom you've sent. Mm -hmm. That knowing him right now is part of what eternal life is mm -hmm. and what heaven is, I guess. Right. This is like prep school for heaven. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> kind of where we start to get the idea <laughs> right. of how to live. So anyway, getting back to what Wesley's talking about, even when he says this book is telling us about heaven's happy shore and how to get there, right. it's not just that destination after exactly. we die. It's, it's a little bit of that heaven right now. Right. Right, that's important to remember too, is that we can, even though we live in this fallen world, even though we live here in this 2022 right now, we can bring heaven down to us. And that, that really comes down to how we live out our faith, how, how we take that understanding of who Jesus is, who we want to be like ultimately, but also how does that work out? How does that look in our lives? Are we changing? Are we growing? How does that how does that challenge the way we think about today's world and what we see around us in order mm -hmm. to create and bring down that heaven to us? Yeah, John um, says in First John four verses one through three says, "Dear friends, do not believe every spirit." I think this is what you're getting at. Mm -hmm. Do not believe every spirit or even everything that everybody says about God or right. Jesus or any of that stuff. But test those spirits to see whether they are from God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Mm -hmm. So John is really suggesting that we test all of our ideas, really, right. about God, right. about Jesus, but also just modern attitudes in life. Test them against Scripture. Right. And there are plenty of those things that I think we need to test these days. Ideas that we need to test against Scripture. Right, because worldly things, they come and go, they change whenever, whenever attitudes change towards them. But... God's word, who God is, who Jesus is, really never changes. So if we can test that against that that absolute, yeah. then we can really understand, you know, what is true? What do we need to follow? Where do we go? If we test that, there's bound to be a truth there. There's bound to be something that falls away. So we really can do that. And we can take modern life as it is, you know, rather than making it the center of what we live for. Yeah, so I mean, even as we raise our kids, and, you know, you take the big issues of the day, the big right. moral issues of the day, sure, uh, like uh, life and when it begins, mm -hmm. um, sexuality and sexual practices, right. those are huge issues in our culture today, mm -hmm. especially the, the almost uh, deification of sexuality, right. that, that is really one of the great gods of our Right. culture right now, yeah. sexual expression. When we test those things against scripture, 
boy, there's a scripture has a lot to say on those things. Right, and there's a lot that falls away in our modern world if we do test that against scripture for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it can make you really unpopular. You really need to stand up against a lot of what is popular these That's days true. for sure. Yeah. Acceptable. Yeah. But that is what we're asked to do, and certainly that's what Wesley asks people to do. We keep talking about John Wesley, and just so you know, we're Methodists here. Yeah. And the Methodist Church was begun as a as a reform movement in the 18th century uh, within the Anglican Church by this man named John Wesley and his brother Charles. And out of that reform movement came what's known as the Methodist Church today. Mm -hmm. So Wesley also said this, he said, in all cases, the church is to be judged by scripture and not scripture by the church. What do you think he means by that? Oh, I really like that because, you know, so often the church or the individuals in the church can really look at what they're doing and hold scripture up to that and judge scripture based on what they feel in in their churches or in their individuals lives they feel is right and uh, really see scripture in a bad light or in a wrong light based on their concern with what they're doing yeah and so it's really important i love what he says here you know the church is to be judged by scripture Mm -hmm. the individuals are to be judged by scripture scripture should be that constant it should be that truth that we hold all of our standards up to and not changing scripture any way we please in order to make us happy and make the church happy or popular which is another big thing nowadays is if if we want to keep the churches popular what do we do do we get rid of scripture do we do what the world wants us to do that's a big question in today's world and I love that Wesley says this here. No, no, scripture doesn't change, but everything else around it can. And I really like that. Yeah, when he says scripture, he's talking specifically about, and he talks about this elsewhere, the plain reading of scripture. Right. And looked again at the context in which that scripture was given. Yep. The the context in which it was first received. And then the way it's been interpreted throughout the centuries. A lot of smart people, even as smart as you and me, <laughs> even as you smart listening as out there, have thought these questions through. Right. And, and have interpreted and understood what was meant originally in Scripture and how, again, we can begin to apply those principles to the questions of our own day. Right. So it, it isn't that complicated, but sometimes we really don't want to apply that standard because it is... It's not hard to do, but it's sometimes difficult to uh, uphold. Right, right. And this is good for parents, especially with kids that are growing into those teen years, into those years where they are making their own decisions, starting to figure out what they think is Mm -hmm. right. It's important for them to be guided by their parents and help them to understand, these kids to understand that not everything that they do is going to hold up to what Scripture says is right. And what do they do in those times when that becomes so? When what they want to do or what they believe or what their friends believe is contrary to what scripture says. How, how, do, we, how do we really reckon with that as individuals, as believers, or, or as people even just trying to figure out their faith and work that out? What do we do? Because, you know, at all times in your life, you're going to feel that. But kids, especially as they're growing and they're trying to figure that out for themselves and their parents aren't always going to be there to tell them what to do, this is really important for them to understand that if they can take the word of God and they can hold it up again, 
against what they are hearing or what they're doing or what they're seeing, then they can really be able to make that right decision in their thinking, in their actions. And if we equip them with that, they're going to be so much better off, even in those younger days of their lives. Yeah, and I love that you say equip them, because so often the way this plays out is we help kids understand um, the letter, but also just the spirit of Scripture right. and the way that God has uh, created us and the world around us in mm -hmm. order that we might really flourish. Right. Um, and it's good that they understand that and know it, even if they slip up and decide against it. Right. At least they know what they're deciding against. Right. You know, and there's always that ballast. There's always that push from the Holy Spirit side uh, to remind them, you know, you don't have to go down that road. You really can live by the principles of Scripture. I like this when it says, in all cases, the church is to be judged by Scripture and not Scripture by the church. And you said, in all cases, the individuals of the church. Yeah. And you can take that even a step further to say, you know, in all cases, Chris needs to be judged by the Scripture. Right. And not Scripture by... Chris, right, or Whitney, right. or whoever, right. you know, that we really do need to take time to step back and let Scripture be our judge, right. and be that mirror for us. Right, and I think you're you're absolutely right in the importance of helping our kids to truly understand this, to understand it more than just us telling them yeah. what's right and wrong because I know every day I wake up and I have a reminder in my room every day that says you can't control others they have free will for a reason yeah. and that's always important your kids have their free will to make these choices and they're going to mess up just like we always you know have that opportunity to mess up and that's okay but as long as they have that understanding they have that knowledge then they're going to mess up less than what yeah. they would have as they were growing without any of that guidance. And so, yeah, I mean, if they if they are able to do this, I mean, they're going to be a lot better off than even some adults yeah. <laughs> in this world today. But uh, they'll, they'll be able to grow in that faith and grow in, in God's love, honestly, and be able to accept that more and more each day when they are judging what they're doing and, and really putting themselves up against Scripture every day. Yeah. Yeah, and hey, the good news is, right, the plain reading of Scripture also tells us that uh, when we repent and we turn around, God is good to forgive us. Right. And that's in there, too. So, anyway, we're so glad that you were with us today for our discussion, and we'll be back again next week. In the meantime, if you're in the Burbank area, come visit us for church at 1030, Magnolia Park United Methodist Church. And otherwise, you can always worship with us online at that same time. And join us next week for Under the Stained Glass. Bye.